0: Love Talk Radio
1: The Four Persons Inc. is a federally registered and licensed 501c3 charity Any use of any of our content without our permission is prohibited by law Our purpose is evangelization, education, and social action Please go to our website at thefourpersons.com or our blog site at thefourpersons.net to make your tax-deductible donation by credit or debit card. You can also send a check to The Four Persons, Inc., P.O. Box 11214, Manassas, Virginia, 20113. To contact us, send us an email at email at thefourpersons.com. The Four Persons Show On Blog Talk Radio We are your enthusiastic And faithful Catholic apostolate For more information About what we do Go to our show page At thefourpersons.com And our blog site At thefourpersons.net To call in tonight With your comment or question Dial 515 602 The number Is Again, it's 515-602-9655. You don't
2: tonight. I want to apologize for our audience that was expecting to hear Catholicism Ross last night. Uh, Judson Carroll had to cancel because he had a death in the family, so uh, he didn't go into any more details than that, but um, our prayers go out for, for Judson and his, and his family, and, uh, and we're sorry that, that happened, and we'll be back uh, next week. Uh, same time, same channel with Catholicism Rocks. Tonight, I want to welcome, Terry, uh, how you doing? Oh, pretty good, brother. So, we open up the show every night with that song. Uh, you know, and he he says, you don't know me, but I'm your brother. You don't know my kind in your world. And I think you can identify with that message a lot better than, than most. And, you know, you, you've been very accountable for your life. You don't make any excuses. But by the same token, uh, you know that the people who have grown up on the streets, the people who have grown up in that environment, uh, face some very serious and difficult challenges that many of us don't don't really understand. So why don't we why don't we start uh, there? What are some of the people that are raised in that environment that grow up in that environment? What are some of the disadvantages they they start with right out of the gate from jump?
0: So I'm, I'm gonna speak about me because um, in, I was involved mostly like um, with gangs and stuff like that, right? And, but everybody has a different story you know what i'm saying like some people um you know uh, run from uh, uh abusive uh parents some people had no parents you know so i mean it's like the the beginning is is different um it, 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 it's um it's a different story for for almost every different individual right um for me, um, I had the opportunity, John, um, a couple of weeks ago, to see my aunt in Indiana for the first time in like forty years, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, while while we was there, you know, my aunt was just, you know, she was just being honest with me, and and so the last time I seen her, I was, you know, like eight, nine years old, maybe ten. And she was like, um, man, you were a monster when you were a kid, right? So um I will I, I don't know what I mean, my I come from a single parent home and you know, um all of the psychological um boxes that, that you know, people say if this, this and this and this then you know, you're you're you know, I didn't have a uh, I never I've never met my father, um and uh the uh the masculine figures that I looked up to in my in my life were uh you know, they they were, you know, violent people and they got respect from violence and so I guess I, I as a kid I emulated that because I've tried to go back and think of why I did some of the things I did as, as a kid, you know? Uh, and I don't know. I can't, I don't know. I mean, it's just, um, I I was just a bad kid. I just did stuff for like no reason, you know? And um, as I got a little older uh, and in my teenage years, uh, i ended up in uh state school and um kid uh goes to um a juvenile detention center or uh you know and then i was in di- various different uh juvenile halfway houses and whatnot when you enter into those type of institutions um you're either going to come out a more hardened criminal or um or you know, like I did this last time you're gonna you're gonna find Christ and it completely change your life around uh there's really no in between you know um mm-hmm. and so in in the juvenile detention centers um you know I uh, got really good um at at fighting, and uh I was recruited into a gang when I was fourteen, and uh and things just went from from bad to worse for me uh for me you know so that's kind of how my uh dance with the devil began you know
2: mhm well i think that you're you're right every situation is individual just like every situation of um redemption is individual uh, but there are some yeah. but there are some in generalities there are some things that uh, uh, signs that seem to repeat itself over and over again you touched on one of them uh, a, a broken a broken family either no father in the home or, or an abusive father in the home or or uh, uh, a father that uh, is is there physically but really not there um, I, I want you to talk about some of the ways that that affected you and 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 kind of give us an idea on what that does to the psyche of a young man
0: um so what happened uh is uh, because my mother my mother loved me and she like she uh I was in prison for 18 years and like She's the only one that uh, that supported me for eighteen years and came to visit me and you know all of this and that. So, but the thing is, for for boys, and I know fem, feminist society is is trying to you know change reality and and, and live in a fantasy world, but the reality is, um, boys. Uh, need a man uh, that they look up to, that they want to emulate, right? And um, for me, those men uh, were criminals. Uh, For me, those men uh, got the what – it was really fear people had of them, but as a child – I interpreted that fear as, as respect, you know, as a, as a, uh, as a position of, of power. And so I emulated those, those men, you know, Um, and, and you ask how did the, the broken home affect me? Well, um, I had a a stepfather, uh, Chuck, and um, I mean, he's, he's, he's a, He's a great guy. Um I just I never accepted him as you know, as a father figure, you know. Um he was you know, he was the guy my mom was with. That's the, you know, it just it didn't um so he, he wasn't able to, to pass on uh you know, manly virtues of, of honor and integrity and so the the, the stuff I learned um you know, when I started getting locked up, I started getting locked up like at eight years old. Um and the stuff I started learning and interpreting or or I was defining as, you know, integrity, as honor. It 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 was nothing of the sort, you know. Um uh we had a, a slogan, uh death before dishonor, you know, and um and I believed that. You know, I I believed that um you know going the furthest distance for, you know, my group, my gang, uh, meant um if necessary I would kill. If necessary I would die. You know? Mm-hmm. And in my mind somehow the devil had got me to believe that this was like this was truth, you know. This was this was real honor, you know. Uh, if if someone, you know, gangster wasn't a bad word. Like it wasn't. I mean, it was something to be proud of, and uh, kind of. It's really hard to explain because uh, when I look back on it now. Uh, I can't believe how stupid I was, you know. Uh, it, it's not hard but, to explain. It,
2: it, it's not hard to explain. You uh, it just like um, um, you know people who fall into sexually uh, promiscuous relationships because they don't know what genuine love looks like. Uh, so right, uh, you're 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 seeking the right things. You're just seeking them in the wrong places. I I think I forget what saint it was. Maybe it was Augustine that said that even the man who knocks on the door of a brothel is seeking God. He just doesn't realize that he's seeking God. So you were seeking all those things. You were seeking love, acceptance, happiness, honor, integrity, um, respect, Family, family. You were seeking all those things. And you couldn't find them where you should have been able to find them, so you attempted to find them where you thought you could find them. And and then something happened, and you ended up coming to understand what real respect looks like, what real honor looks like, what real integrity looks like. And the reason why I'm making kind of this segue, Terry, is because someone had to intervene in your life in order to make that happen, and there's a lot of people in this environment, growing up in this environment, that don't have that intervention, that don't have anybody to reach out to them, and it's not likely that those people are going to
1: turn their lives around, is it?
0: Right. Um, now, I, I will say this because, you know, my life turned around because of the Catholic Church, right? Um, but I know some who, uh, some Protestants who who latched on to Jesus Christ, got out and became successful. I know some who uh, had no real religious experience at all. But uh, a buddy of mine had had a daughter, and that's what changed it, made him change his life around. Um, A a cataclysmic event needs to happen in in, in a person's life to make him choose, and then I'm gonna call it right over wrong. Right to choose right over wrong, to choose to to uh, to walk a path. That's not going to send you back to prison And uh, you know To me uh, The Catholic Church is the best way To do that but I don't want to say that that's the only way To do that right because
1: you know Like I said
0: I I know people That never had no religious experience At all oh and and Praise God he has been to church With me a couple times in the uh, Last uh, year Um, So I'm trying To get him there but there, something um profound has to happen in a person's life where they they'll wake up and say um you know what uh, this this life ain't worth it this this uh this isn't working you know um and whatever whatever event that is you know will cause them to to uh turn and and, and and do right And even if it's like, like my buddy You know it wasn't a religious experience But now as he's been out and doing good when, Whenever you choose light over darkness Regardless of what the initial uh, spark was That caught your attention The more you walk in that light the closer you're gonna to get to Jesus Christ, you know, and so now my buddy does you know go to church every now and then and he's starting to you know uh, you know think more about God right and uh so yeah yeah some something dramatic has got to happen though, especially mm-hmm. for somebody who's who's been locked up in gangs um you're 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 um cognitive uh, um, the way you think has got to change because uh, man I was so I was so lost you know uh, Mm -hmm. violence was the first response to even the most minutest of problems
1: Mm -hmm.
2: and obviously there's someone else in your life that caused that was a big part of that change uh, that helped you believe in yourself, and the, and I know that she's listening to the show right now. Um, talk about how how she was an in, in, in influence, and and uh, how how she's helped
0: you grow in this new life. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Uh, so became Catholic in prison, and um, selling out to Christ was not. Uh, a light switch moment like you see in a, in a, in you know, a lot of Christian movies and stuff, you know, um, I, I gradually and gradually, uh, moved, uh, in the right direction, right? It didn't happen overnight. So when I met Loretta, uh, I was, I was baptized, confirmed, uh, Catholic, uh, and I wasn't, I had but I had like 1 foot in and 1 foot out uh as far as the gangs was concerned like I wasn't going to gang meetings I wasn't you know um involved in gang activities uh but um you weren't right, totally right right I I mean I was I was still selling marijuana and I was uh you know doing dibbling and dabbling in things that I thought I could justify within my own mind and I still had a uh I still had a, a very short fuse as far as uh with with my temper and my anger. Mm-hmm. When I when I met Loretta um she she helped me, uh she helped me get over that that, that instinct uh to violence. Um I uh I got four guys uh tried to uh rob me and um so we got in a big fight. Uh they all had guns. I don't you know, by the grace of God I didn't get shot. And uh Loretta and my brother in law had to come out and 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 get me 'cause the uh the police took my truck and uh when I got home that night, that was, like, that was, that was, because I had been praying and saying, you know, because I was justifying what I was doing. Like, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't sell hard drugs. I just sell, you know, marijuana and pharmaceuticals because I don't make enough money and this and that. Rationalizing. Like, you are rationalizing
2: is what you were doing.
0: Right, right. But I would pray. And I would say, God, if what I'm doing is wrong, just show me. And he never did show me, so I kept doing it. Well, then that happened, and uh, it's like, okay, I pushed God's hand, and he showed me, you know, and and, and it, was, it was like for an $800 drug deal, like pennies, you know what I'm saying? It's like, well, man, I almost died for $800, you know, uh, and it, it hurt uh it hurt Loretta. I mean, she was uh, n- not a happy camper. And uh, and I think she can uh, attest to the fact that uh, after that, uh, there was never another incident like that. Um, mm-hmm. And that, you know, because, you know, God just had to show me that, uh, no, that ain't right. You know, I mean, my my conscience was always, which which is why I was challenging god like look if if this is wrong then then show me, and then he did show me, and uh and Loretta just kept praying for me the whole time the whole time, and uh and it, I mean it's crazy because she she helped uh make me a more peaceful man and 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 I brought her into the Catholic Church, you know mhm. So
2: now, what are you doing different as a father? What do you recognize Outside? that you're doing different as a father? What do you recognize that you're doing different?
0: Um. Well, you know, I I don't have any kids of my own. I raised uh, I raised young Cameron, and uh, uh <clears throat> of course I'm I'm he's able to see what um Christian what Christ like masculinity is right mm-hmm. um he I, you know he he's goes to church he understands um the importance of prayer um the the importance of of running to the blessed virgin um and I mean cuz he still still of course he still sees me um get angry but he sees how I am able to to handle that anger in a more civilized uh way um or even to channel that anger uh into you know getting something done like you know chopping wood or or cutting the the the, the yard the grass or whatever you know and um and I think turned out to be a really good uh kid you know
2: but even the way you communicate is different, isn't it? I mean, you, you can. I know you're a very direct person. You say what's on your mind. Uh, you say what needs to be said. Uh, but by the same token, you can be direct and and say what you need to say without diminishing the other person. How did you How did you learn how to do that?
0: Well, uh, I've always been. Uh, brutally honest i've always been uh, uh like you said a very direct person um, mm-hmm. and i guess the reason why I can do that so confidently is because uh even even you know when i was uh you know before i became catholic uh, the 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 reason i was because i was honest i was an honest person and uh you know i I knew that the truth would always, would always win. Right. Um, and, and today it's the same way. It's the same thing. Um, I I'm not, if somebody disagrees with me or, uh, curses me out or walks off on me, okay, well, you know, that's their loss. Right. Whereas before I I would, uh, I would retaliate in a, in a violent manner um now i just just kind of pray for' them. but i i mean i i want to show cameron and and other youth that that look up to me um and um and and being direct in that honesty um is the is the masculine the the true christian masculine way for a man to be, right? Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have to wonder if what I'm telling you is watered down. You should know man if Terry said it it's it's true, you know, uh or to the best of his knowledge anyway. And so that's that's kind of why I'm still um you know, I'm still more direct and and also, I mean, the 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 gang members that I minister to now they wouldn't listen to me for one minute if I wasn't um, if I wasn't direct you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and
2: and it's and it's helped you in your career uh, as well right you're a, you're in a supervisory position uh, people have to pay attention to what you what you have to say because uh you know there's safety issues involved and so you have to
0: get right to the point and and tell it exactly like it is, right? Right, right. And 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 uh, you know some, you know at work, uh, the same way like in a, in the streets. Once I get somebody to admit that they believe in God and that they believe that the Bible is the Word of God, then as we're talking, I'll use the 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 Bible, you know, I'll quote the Bible or read from the Bible. To back up what I'm saying As a construction inspector I do the same thing Only instead of the Bible I'm using the project specifications And, and, and the plans and, and so on The contract And, uh, and I, you know, I'm still being direct But I'll be like, look, let me show you And I'll flip to the page, you know About what I'm saying And, and read it to them And be like, now how do you interpret that, you know um, So I kind of use the same method at work as I do when I'm ministering in the streets, you know mhm mm-hmm. so how do how do they respond to
2: that? did you find that they respond favorably to that at work
0: um yeah, i mean
2: I, I so i mean if you if you kind of softened it and tried to be you know Mr. Nice guy all the time, probably wouldn't have the same success, right.
0: Right, because whether I'm dealing with construction workers at work or whether I'm dealing with gang members, I'm still dealing with hard men. You know what I'm saying? Uh you know, construction workers are, are not a, a soft group of guys, right? And and gang members for the most part aren't a soft group of guys. So in both worlds that direct approach, but backing my words up with what is written, um that's what works because, you know, that if I come, you know, uh, sounding unsure of myself or, um, you know, like pussyfooting around, you know, in in either world, they're just going to shut me down. And 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 in my work, uh, that would be terrible because uh, then the job would never get done. It wouldn't get done right. Quality would suffer. Safety issues and so on and so forth And in in the streets uh, A person That might have given his soul to Jesus Christ Might end up burning in hell Because I didn't approach it correctly
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a huge responsibility Then, what what do you do when you confront In in either case Either at work or on the street uh, That difficult person That person that just Don't want to get the message How do you handle that situation?
0: So in the streets, um, if they just don't want to listen, um, I I I give them space and I pray for them. At work, I tell them, okay, I've I've I told you what needs to be done. I showed you it in writing. Now, if you don't do it, you don't get paid. But I have a different kind of authority at work than I do in the street.
2: Right, right. I understand that, but.
0: Have you found found that in either situation
2: that when you have to use that harder approach that they people come to their senses and then come back to you and say, okay, I hear what you're saying and you know I'm ready to do the right thing. Do you do you find that you get some to turn around like that or do do you do you lose a lot of them?
0: Um, well, uh, I mean mathematically of course, uh it says in the Bible that um some throw the seed, some water the seed, and some harvest the seed, right? So when when you're talking about souls that that, that I've brought to the Catholic church, um I've personally sponsored I mean close to a dozen men, right? But I mean I've talked to hundreds of men and so mathematically it might seem like yeah I lose a lot more than I win. But going back to what Paul said, somebody plants the seed, somebody waters the seed, somebody harvests the seed. I may have planted a seed that somebody else can water, that somebody else can harvest that I'll never see. And that's why I'm always uh wanting to uh encourage Prison ministers because they often don't Get to see the fruits of their labor You know mm-hmm. um, they go In and, and they they preach the word Or they, you know do what You know take time Out, out of their day and, and, and minister to Prisoners and for all They know their words Meant nothing you know Like they for all they know For a lot for a lot of these ministers They just wasted a day Inside of a dangerous place, right? And so I try to let them know that even though you don't get to see the fruits of your labor, those fruits are there. And it's kind of saying, you know, to answer back to your question, do I, do I win more than I lose? No. Uh, I lose more than I win, you know. But I may have planted the seeds, like I said, that somebody else watered and that somebody else can harvest. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, it does. But if you were to go back, and if you could go back and 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 talk to some of those people that uh, you know that were an influence in your life, that you would say, no, you you didn't lose with me. This is one you didn't lose. This is one you won. Uh, who who would be some of those people you'd like to you'd like to give that message to? Oh,
0: as far as the the ministers. Um well, yeah, people that have helped you. I, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean uh Yeah, There, there were several um but I mean most of the people from St. Maximilian Kobe, I got out and got involved with that church, so they know, right? Um Father Hill Paulson, the one that uh, initially brought me into the church, um uh may he rest in peace. Um but I think he knew, too, like he could see, he could see the
2: uh, the fruit of his labor. He could
0: see my faith growing every time he talked to me, right? Um, so, yeah, I think I, I made it kind of well known. I mean, I'm sure there's some ministers that came in there uh, that, you know, touched my heart and I didn't even know it, you know, um, and then that's what I'm saying. Like you, you don't always get to see the fruits of your labor. Just like the guy that you're talking to doesn't know that a seed has been planted in his heart. You know, sometimes they, they just, you know, we're we're we don't trust people, you know, and so we just, you know, sh- uh, outwardly shut you down.
2: But and sometimes That's operating at a supernatural level where you're not really perceiving exactly. it until later,
0: right? Exactly. Exactly. Right. Right. Right.
2: What are, What are some of the things that people said? What were some of the approaches that people use that that you feel like do work better than others?
0: Um. So, I think um. Well, what worked for me was uh father. Harold Paulson, I had uh, I had come up with a, a I wrote down a bunch of questions that I thought I could stump him on, mm-hmm. and his knowledge of the faith I think is is what his knowledge of the faith, him being able to answer every question without having to reference anything, uh, is what made me believe that what he was saying was true. His knowledge of what he was talking about, you know?
2: That's why uh, Peter says always be ready to give an answer. That's what Peter was talking about, right?
0: Right, right, right. Because if if you say, um, you know, in the beginning, uh, you know, God, you know, uh, what is it saying in the first chapter of John? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same, okay. you know, Everything was created by him, and wasn't nothing created without him. If you tell me that, and then I, you know, say something from left field that leaves you speechless, you can't answer it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, 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 you know, there's a problem with that, you know. Um, Yeah, because if he says,
2: "Let me get back to you on that," he might not get the chance to get back to you on
0: that. Right, 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 right. And um, so that's how. I was, you know, another thing is, um, you know, like I said, one person plants, one person waters. So after I got brought into the church, uh, then when I started going to Catholic, you know, services, uh, Catholic mass and Catholic activities, um, the fact that the same people kept coming every month, and I know that they're free, and they're—I know that, that they're driving, you know, whatever it was to to get out there, and that when they pass that gate, I know there's a sign that says no hostages beyond this point. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And uh, just them being there sometimes was a was a great—I uh, um, mean, it was that was a ministry in and of itself, you know.
2: By by the witness of their actions,
0: right, right. Just them, just being there, you know.
2: You uh, you leaned, you said you leaned very, very heavily on the word and on scripture. Are there any particular books of the Bible that really influenced you the most?
0: Um, both of the letters of of Paul to the Corinthians, mm-hmm. um. The uh, the book of Hebrews, um, the book of Isaiah, um, and the the uh, the Gospel of John.
2: Mm-hmm. And what would you say it was about those books that that impacted you the most?
0: So, in in the, the book of Hebrews, um, the the spiel that that paul wrote about um the cloud of witnesses that really touched me um in the gospel of john uh john chapter six really stood out to me made me believe um in the real presence that that the host if it once consecrated becomes the body blood soul and divinity of our lord and savior jesus christ and mm-hmm. if you do not, and this is why I want everybody to be Catholic or, you know, at the very least Orthodox, that if you don't eat of the flesh of the Son of Man and drink of his blood, you have no life in you. John chapter 6, um, Corinthians, the, uh, the 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 part where he talks about um, that if you eat or drink, um uh, without discerning the body and blood of Christ, you eat and yeah. drink damnation upon yourself. You're you're talking and, about First
2: Corinthians chapters ten and eleven.
0: Right, right. And um the other one in Corinthians is uh my go to verse uh whenever uh whenever I'm I'm tempted to sin in any way, and that is uh Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought into the obedience of Christ. So, yeah, those are the ones that kind of helped me a lot. You
2: mentioned Isaiah, though, which is, you know, Old Testament. Is, is it because all the prophecies of Isaiah kind of give you a, a true picture of, of the image of Christ? Is that is that the reason?
0: So what I would suggest anybody, you know, when I'm talking to somebody and they're like, hey, you know, what should I read, you know, in the Bible? If they've never read the Bible. And I'll say, what you should do is read Isaiah and then read the Gospel of John. The Gospel of John is my favorite. I think mm-hmm. the Gospel of Luke is... A little more easier to understand But if you read Isaiah And then you read the Gospel of John You see what was prophesied You know, like way back when And then you see it coming true You know what I'm saying In the Gospel And Uh uh, (laughs) that's why I like the book of Isaiah Now, of course, I think my favorite stories in some of my favorite stories in in the bible are from the old testament like um uh this this the story of uh elijah and um Mm -hmm. the uh you know that some of the yes you know like the one where uh his his servant was all anxious and freaking out because everybody was coming and Elijah would say, God, open his eyes so he could see what I see. And then his eyes was open, and he's seeing just, you know, multitude, a of multitude of, of warrior angels standing there ready to defend him. Yeah. That makes a difference when you see that, huh? <laughs> right, right. And that's, <laughs> and that's one of the things I try to tell people, like, you know, because we always, as Catholics, you know, um, you know, Everybody wants to see a miracle, and I try to tell them like, "Look, you don't realize it, but the Catholic Church has it set up to where somewhere in the in the world there's a mass being said every hour around the clock. That means every hour around the clock there's the the greatest." miracle, the greatest mystery is happening, that that, that mm-hmm. Jesus Christ is is here, physically here, body, blood, soul and divinity. And you know, that's more important than if you was to see somebody with an amputated leg and his leg just grows back. You know, being able to witness the consecration of, of the Eucharist is is the you know, probably the greatest thing than any man will see, you know. I mean unless and uh, we're alive when we see Jesus coming back on the on the white horse, you know. Right. And it's and it's a miracle that's for every person.
2: It it's not something that it's not something that's just for people who live in palaces. It's a it's available right, for right. every practicing Catholic um uh, who is uh free of mortal sin can partake in the body, blood, soul and divinity of our Lord. And it just you're right.
0: It's, it's mind boggling oh, I, I, I'm gonna go a step further, right? Even for people who are in mortal sin, to witness it, just to be there in His presence. No, you can't receive Him, but just to be there in His presence. You know what I'm saying? That, yeah, it's, that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty awesome. You know? Yeah.
2: And then when you think of who God is. Um, and who we are and our position relative to God. The idea that we would even can ever commit a mortal sin is, is like gall and audacity beyond belief that we would ever deign to do that. And yet, if we were to fall into that unfortunate situation, you, you run to the, to the throne of grace. You run to the tribunal of grace, which is the sacrament of confession. And how much of a difference did that make in your life? I, I know the so, life you were leading, that there had to be a voice deep down inside of you that was haunting you, that was, that was troubling you. And when you got to confession, you were able to experience, have that experience of being forgiven How much did that change your outlook on life, Gary?
0: So, um, let's see how I can say this in a clean way. Um, In a male penitentiary, uh, there's, you know, there's... uh, Awful things that happen well there's there's you no know, there's a the sin of uh pleasuring yourself right um mm-hmm. is mortal and um and i've noticed even since i've gotten in the free world like if, uh, if the priests are, are for some reason um don't push confession enough right and i i remember okay uh because i knew it was a mortal sin and i would go and confess it and and i would have priests that would tell me like look even if you uh fall uh to that temptation um you still cuz you know sometimes we wouldn't get a priest you know for for weeks or months and uh and so i wouldn't not receive communion until I, I was able to go to confession and they would mm-hmm. be like no you should receive And I'm, I'm That's wrong Like I'm, I'm And this guy is, is the priest And he's telling me A new Catholic That yeah No no It's okay You know uh, As long well, as Well in his
2: uh, In his circumstance In his circumstance He's actually correct Because of the fact Because of your Unique circumstance That That you cannot Go To confession Weekly So it is true that if you do say a genuine act of contrition with the genuine atti- intention of going to confession at the first real opportunity, then you, you then you can be forgiven so long as when you get that opportunity to go to confession, you do follow through on it. Um, that certainly would not apply to somebody like me because, um, You know uh, for somebody in my circumstance uh, the opportunity to go to confession is never more than a week away if if not you know you can go to confession almost every day if you make even if you have to make an appointment with a priest uh, and in you know in the in the free world in your situation in prison like you said you may not get that opportunity but if you're truly repentant and you say a sincere act of contrition. And the reason the priest is saying that is because he wants you to avail yourself of the grace that you need to overcome that addiction. And that's what it is, Terry. Let's
0: be honest. It's a form of addiction. Right. Well, so, John, I'm going to tell you. I would say, um, 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 I would do a, 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 I forget, how. what do you call it, where you, you pray and, and you say, Lord, I cannot receive you. Um, um, it's a spiritual communion, right. Spiritual communion. And I would go yeah. and I would, uh, you know, and me not being able to receive communion for eight weeks or two months caused me to deny myself, right, mm-hmm. would cause mm-hmm. me to, to, uh stop sinning because I wouldn't never want that again, right? So even though the priest told me and he I you know, uh if he's right or wrong, I mean I'm I'm following hey, Paul your approach, I'm following your approach is valid too. Your approach I'm, is I'm, valid I'm, too. I'm a, yeah, yeah. And so I don't want to eat and drink damnation upon myself, right?
2: And, and, but what I, what I want to be clear to anybody who is listening here is if, Terry, if something happened and Terry died through no fault of his own, during that eight-week period when he's waiting for the confession, he's not going to help because he has said a sincere act of contrition. He has made a true spiritual communion and he has the full and honest intention of going to confession at the first opportunity, you know, God's not going to send him to hell because he didn't have the opportunity to go to confession. Now, on the other hand, if you were not repentant, you did not have any remorse or any contrition, that's a, that's a whole different kettle of fish.
0: Right, right, right and and um but with, since we're talking about confession i think that a lot of priests you know out here they don't um uh, hard enough right it's like i mean the two sacraments that we can receive over and over and over is the sacrament of reconciliation and the the most blessed uh central sacrament which is our lord jesus christ in the holy eucharist mm mm-hmm.
2: But as you pointed out earlier, Terry, and this can't be emphasized enough, is that if you receive the Eucharist unworthily, it not only is not an instrument in your salvation, but it will be the cause of your damnation if you receive it in an unworthy manner.
0: Right, and so you go to a church that has, you know, 1,500 members. And every week, you know, I mean I go to confession even when I commit venial sin, you know. Um and every week you go into confession and there's three or four people in line. And and you think to yourself, like, wow, either this is one of the most holiest places on earth who are lying. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, at Saint Matthias, man, that confession line was out the door almost every week You know um, I remember one time uh, We came in It was after Labor Day weekend And it was like man, there People were out the church Waiting to get into confession mm-hmm. And when Father Chris came through there He looked And he just kind of jokingly He was like oh my goodness What did y'all do this weekend <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. and, and I've been to some churches Where they offer Confession almost before every mass. Literally, almost before every single mass, they offer confession, and the lines are just as long. Uh, and then, like I said, I, I, I've seen other churches where they they offer confession once a week. It's between three and four on Saturday, and and when you go there, you're you're in and out, uh, you know, in ten minutes. And that's a and that's a shame too, because a lot of those churches, a lot of those churches, uh, the line at communion is very, very long, and and the numbers don't add up. So wait a minute! If there's only three people in line for confession, and there's fifteen hundred people in line for communion, somebody's receiving in an unworthy state.
0: Right, and I've I've talked to some Catholics who uh don't think it's necessary to confess their sins to a priest. And I'm like <laughs> it's you know, uh I just like you're Catholic. How can you say that, you know?
1: Yeah,
2: it's a, it's a lack of humility is what it is and it's really um it's really, really unfortunate. But you know, it's, it's, it's just amazing to look at you, Terry, and look at your background and where you came from. The fact that you spent 18 years in prison, and, and yet you're one of the most devout Catholics I know. And yet I know people who have been Catholic their whole life that, you know, you know, I, a lot of them I call the Pace Catholics. P-A-C-E, Pace. That stand for Palm Sunday, Ash Wednesday, Christmas, and Easter. That's the only time you see them in church. Uh, and, and yet they've been around it their whole lives. Sometimes you you know you, you got to understand the great cost of something before you uh, uh, appreciate it. And um, you know that's why Jesus. Some of the biggest people that had the biggest impact were were those we those bad sinners, those terrible sinners who who repented, who realized the cost of of uh of sin, the cost of of not putting God in in the center of your life, and some people unfortunately are gonna realize that too late.
0: Well, you know, John, and and, and and this is this is true what I'm about to say. When I, I've never done anything half-heartedly in my life. When I was a gang member, I was 100% ride or die for that gang, right? And and all of my homies that knew me from back then, a few of them have called into the show, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and, and and thanked me and this and that. But when I became Christian, I also, at first, uh in, until I had that aha moment, right? I thought I was giving it all and then I had to question myself and I was like, Look, you know, when I was a gang member, I was extreme. You know, I was an extreme example of what it meant to be a part of that game. Mm-hmm. How come I'm not like that as a Catholic? And and once I had that thought, it was like, Oh no, okay. Yeah, I, I'm going to be extreme. I am, and I am. Uh, what I do in public, I don't do to to show off. Or I'll pray the rosary on the job yeah. site. I make the sign of the cross in public wherever I'm at. If I pass yeah. a graveyard, well, I, I pray for the souls in that graveyard. I, I want to publicly represent. I got shirts. That you know, uh, you know I'm a I'm a Christian. We believe in one God. I mean, that I wear to work, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I want to be extreme. I I don't. Uh, Jesus said, if you deny me before men, I will deny you before my Father who art in heaven. Right. So, and you know I I well I quit smoking in uh, January first uh well, you know, I, I I still enjoy a bourbon um and I'll go to a, a barbecue and have a steak and a few beers but while, I'm at that barbecue, but while I'm at that barbecue, everybody is gonna know where I stand that i I am a follower of jesus christ you know uh because i I want to be extreme. The same way I was, and, and I say it all the time, like the devil should have killed me when I was in his camp. Now it's too late.
2: yeah, no, and and you know me uh, well enough to know that you know it drives me crazy when 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 people use their faith to point to themselves, to prop themselves up, uh, because it, 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 it's not about me, because if it were about me, if it were up to me. Hell's probably too good of a place for me, <laughs> you know. Um, right. It's right. not. It's not about me. It's not about you. And I know that you and I share that share that love and that passion, and that's what makes I think this possible, so successful, is that you got a bunch of guys uh, that believe in the mission. You know what? I want to do something real special tonight to end this program. We're we're actually into the archives now. I want to ask. Mrs. Delt to come on and give us the closing prayer. Would that be okay?
0: Uh, she don't like public speaking, but I mean, it's it's her okay. choice,
2: you know. I can ask, and all she can say is no. What, what okay. do you think? Right. What do you think, Loretta? Will you give us the closing prayer? Oh, I would probably um, ask Terry to do that because he's really good. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. I'll, I'll respect
0: that. Terry, would you, would you end us in a closing prayer? I will. I will. And um, since we were talking about, um, you know, trying to reach the lost uh, for most of the show, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the, uh, the Fatima prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Oh, my Jesus, forgive us of our sins. Save us from the fires of hell. And lead all souls to heaven, lead those in most need of Thy mercy. And Lord God, I want to pray for my mom, who's who's recovering from surgery. I pray for her soul, um, and and I ask uh, the blessed Blessed Mary, Ever Virgin, please keep keep my mother in your prayers and wrapped within the the warmth and and, and protective embrace of your own in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit amen
2: amen and i'd like to add my mother to that as well i just found out today that she's got um leukemia and um uh i i you know i it doesn't appear at this point that it's advanced or uh you know life-threatening or anything at this point but uh i i would appreciate if you keep my mother in your prayers and also the mother of Richard Pettis is is also in the hospital. She's having uh, some difficulties, too, so let's pray for uh, for her mother as well.
0: Let's say, let's say a Hail Mary for all three of them. Okay. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Name Amen. God, Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you, Terry, and God bless you, Loretta.
2: Until uh next time, this has been Taking It to the Streets on the Fourth Persons Network. God bless everybody and have a wonderful week.
0: Amen. Amen. God bless. Bye.